Mediocre Hobbies Podcast, Episode 12, Hot Take on the New Games Workshop Tours. interesting i've seen a lot of hot takes yeah it's a lot of, but i'm trying to be a bit more i'm like i've been using them all day i've been using them to build stuff last night i'm like i'm using them before i because like a friend of like tim messaged me today which is like you have the new tools and i can say yes now because they're available for pre-order yeah of course um so and he was like what do you think of them i was like i'm not gonna say like what i think of them right now like i think the clippers are magnificent um yep. like i said they're very expensive yeah, 40, 40 euros or 40 30 euros pounds. for how many pounds? 30 pounds. 30 pounds, uh, yeah. which is, yeah. See, I, my, my argument to that is that like the Hand of God Clippers is 100 euro or whatever. Yeah, I know. So is this one 40% as good as that one? You know what I mean? Like it's all just down to what you're willing to pay. Because even when Clippers were at cheapest chips, like, you know, 12 quid, 12.50, which was, I remember when I started yep. working at Games Workshop, they were 12.50. People would still go to the hardware store and buy a two-year pair of pliers and wreck their models with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. It doesn't matter what price it is. There's some people that are just, I'll just go and get the cheapest thing I can get. And yeah, I don't know. I think like if you're going to spend enough that much on miniatures, then you want to spend on the right tools to make sure you get them out properly and don't damage them. So yeah, the Clippers I, is going well. The I think knife, it's a difficult. It's, on me. it's a difficult sell when you look at. Um, this week it's uh, the new Warhammer Underworlds box, but that it's it's you know half the price of your box as a set of clippers is a big investment for someone who's maybe spending a hundred quid a year on a hobby. Yeah, and look, there you go. People are complaining that like Shadow Vaults is too expensive or whatever, and it's sold out completely. <laughs> yeah, completely. What's your um like? What's your hot take on the tools? Then you like them overall? Like the clippers, like I said, I've used that quite a lot now. And uh, it's, it's very comfortable in the hand. Like when I cut out the first set of kill team scenery, it was with the metal clippers and my yeah. hand was killing me by the end of it. Um, same thing with the knife when, you're, when I'm scraping oh, mole lines and cleaning I off. I absolutely like, hate the old knife. The yeah. too thin, we both have big hands. Like yeah. I actually use a previous edition square knife. one with the push up blade. That's uh, the one I use. No, I use it's the triangle one, the one that's silver on the bottom, silver on the. Top oh yeah, it's got the yeah, black, yeah. like the, the old, black, old, yeah. old school one, you know, diamond shaped kind of thing. The rubber. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. use that because it fits my hand well. I've actually got two of them right here beside me. Yeah. Um, and I bought the I bought the new knife because oh, sorry, the the old new knife, because uh, I thought it was cool, but it just doesn't work with my hands. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm, I think I'm used to it, but I think there is literally a callus on my finger from pushing yeah. them out. And where that that like, although this knife is quite dainty in your hand. Yep. There is like grips everywhere. So whatever way you hold a knife comfortably, there's like, it's like it's designed to fit everybody's hands. Nice. So, um, cause when I first picked it up and held it, I was honestly like, oh, I don't know about this. Like it's mm. a bit weird and it's a bit odd shape and I don't know whether it's going to be comfortable. And I've just been using it over and over again. And I've been enjoying it so far. Um, well, if we're going to talk about odd shaped, what about the uh, mold line remover? Cause that is weird looking to me. It's weird because it has that little notch in it. Is that what I you're love wondering? the notch? No, the notch is the quite, greatest I, bit ever. <laughs> yeah, it's so good because it's the same angle as the rim of the base, right? So you can run it around yeah. the outside of the base and get rid of yeah. any little. I love it. It's the best. Now, the, one of my problems with the current hot take that everyone is having on tools is everyone is slating the mole end remover as a tool, right? Okay. Um, 
And my thing about that is like, it's like you don't understand what the, what its purpose is. Like what, what, what is the purpose of a mole land remover? And the purpose of a mole land remover, as it was told and explained to us when we were working there, when it was first brought out, it is, it's a knife that you can sell to a kid. <laughs> yeah, true. You can't sell a 12-year-old a, a scalpel, let take their fingers off. So you've got to give them something. It's not the perfect tool at doing the job, but it's a safe tool to give a kid and have them scrape off his mole lines and take off a bit of flash and take off the rim of his base and that kind of thing. Like that's, it's not, it's not, you're not supposed to like, as in a, like an advanced hobbyist, you're not really supposed to be using the mole line remover all that much. That is, you move over to a scalpel if you want to. Yeah, of course. And you can get in at those little fine bits, but it's just, I find it bizarre. It's like a, you know, a figure skater picking up some plastic Tonka mm-hmm. wheels that you put on the end of your shoes and being like, these ice skates are crap. I'm like, they're not for you. <laughs> I also, I also think that those, like the I, I don't have the current one obviously because it's not out yet officially on when we're recording this but the previous one i used a huge amount on terrain yeah like yeah. It, it's really good at getting rid of big chunky mold lines on the yeah. end of terrain pieces where it's just not doable otherwise it takes yeah. hours to you'll, do it you'll any snap other way, a so. blade which is dangerous yeah. like yeah, yeah um and i have had blades snap on me cleaning off mold lines from scenery but they have that it has that same problem with the, I think the last iteration of tools were the most aesthetically pleasing looking set. I think they're yes. gorgeous, but like that, the mole round remover is comfortable until you're doing something like a lot of scenery. And by the end of it, your finger has that callus, like where your, your first pointy finger at the first bend where it rests, yep. those be in bits for days afterwards. <laughs> well, I, I really, I'm holding the clippers right now. I really do not enjoy these bronze and silver clippers because they're no. just, I've had them for over a year. They're yeah. still incredibly sharp. Like they're yeah. they're exactly what I expected from what yeah. was it? Yeah. I think it was thirty euros for the clippers. Twenty six is what they're retail for. Cool, but they're horrible to use. I think that the biggest issue with them is that they've got all that, like the the kind of cog look, but it's on yeah. the wrong side. It's on the inside where I'm not gripping it. It should be on yeah. the outside, so it gives me. And obviously, these new are designed to be gripped from the looks. Yeah. Of them. And like the first time I used the, the, the new clippers, right? Yes. I think they're slightly overstretched to begin with on the spring because okay. I felt like they opened a little bit too much and I was constantly like sliding back to grip, grip them. I was like, these aren't these, these, but they, the spring has now tightened a little bit because of my use. And it's, it's almost like they tested it knowing that that was going to happen. And now after like a couple hours of using them, they're now perfect for my hand. Like I'm holding yep. them right now and I'm like, they're not overstretched. When I open my hand, it opens to the full width of my hand, but it doesn't go further. Yep. They are so sharp. They're so small. They they like they really are perfect for these new modern age of miniatures where there's a million tiny pieces all smashed next to each other on sprues to fit in as much as possible. So yeah, the clippers got a big thumbs up for me. Um, I like I said, I'm when I do a video, I'm gonna comment. I I think I'm gonna comment in about like, look, guys, I know. We all have had the conversation about price. We all know the price. No point in like berating my comment section with our stupidly overpriced. I get the price. They're either for you or they're not for you. I'm just going to let you know what I think of them or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think I think there's something something nice about, you know, these are the official tools. It's like, well, I mean, prime example, I have a new iPhone. I have two uh, Apple leather cases. Yeah. Apple leather cases are very expensive. They don't yes. offer a huge amount of protection. No. Really like them. Yeah. Um, my last phone, I bought a Apple leather case, and it lasted me two whole years. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, yeah. scuffed and scraped, and technically, it's it's got a patina is the official word for it. But it's just, yeah. you know, it's just a same with me. My friends thought it was crazy walking at the Apple store and buying an official Apple plug that yeah. didn't come with it. And they're like, "Why are you doing that?" And I was like, "Because it's the correct thing. It charges yeah. the phone so fast, like it's just glorious." And, it folds, and if there's something wrong with it, 
yeah, if something wrong with it, you get replaced immediately. Yeah. Like I, it's it's and it's the same with Games Workshop. Like someone, big thing on the internet was it last week, two weeks ago. By the time this goes out, where the leagues of OTAN came out, and then there was that kind of emergency war scroll changes, mm-hmm. and a guy like reached out to Games Workshop and said, "Well, you sold me this product, now the product's changed, and I haven't even got to use it yet. So can I get my money back?" And they were like, "Yeah, cool, just drop it into a store. We'll give you money back straight away." Yeah. Which yeah. like he he built the models, you know. Yeah, it doesn't it, matter. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was one of those things where, technically, yeah, he was right, and they were like, "Yeah, cool." I mean, I had he had to get his manager's approval, but like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, and I've I had did. I've I've had issues this week, where um, my Warhammer Plus re-upped itself automatically. I wanted it to, but it didn't seem to report that back to Games Workshop. So I have access to all the Warhammer Plus online stuff, but I still can't order my miniature. Oh, it, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's with been with the been with the tech team now for a month, literally a month last week. Yeah. Um, and so the same guy—I don't know how their online chat works—but the same guy has basically got me every time I've reached out to him. Yeah. Um, and this week he reached out to me himself and was like, "Don't know when this is going to get fixed, but I talked to someone and we're going to send you the ten uh ten pound voucher or ten euro voucher." Yep. that you're supposed to have gotten uh, to your email address. And uh, if you tell me what model you want and where you want it shipped to, I'll get it shipped out today. Yeah. And, you know, yes, I had hounded him for the last month because I just want the thing to fix. I want yeah. to be able to order my miniature, but now I don't have to because it's done. Yeah. It's it's like the, like as a person who has worked, I actually worked with the customer service team for mm. part of lockdown. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I did it for a couple of weeks. I wasn't particularly suited to it. I don't think I was the best kind of person for it but i got to work and see how they work yes and they're magnificent man they're so good um and it is that whole thing like he'll peel up picked up your ticket so that's like logged into his thing yep so i think his name is uh rohan or, or something like that so if uh, uh potentially i can't remember their names um oh yeah i mean it might be a completely different team now it's been years right oh yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> um but it was it was good, and like I said, no one has ever complained about Games Workshop customer service ever. They've always just gone above and beyond. Like I've done that a million times before as well. Like people have been in a chat being like, oh, "I bought the, the metal clippers that we had last time in the spring, pinged in it. It's a mm. stupid product." And I just so literally messed him like, "Just bring it back into any Games Workshop store and I'll swap it over." Yeah. And I was like, "What are you? What are you talking like seriously?" Oh, I've had I've had I've had such such similar experiences, just mad maddening experiences, yeah. and like I bought the. Christmas box a few years ago was the Ideneth Deepkin. Mm-hmm. It didn't didn't come with any of the foot troops. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, can you send us a photograph?" And I was like, "How can I send you a photograph? There's nothing in that. They're just not in the box." And they were like, yeah. well, "Just send us a picture of what you've got." And then I immediately got an order generated saying they yeah. were shipping me out. And it was like anyone could just take something out of the box and email them. And yeah. well, you know, that I know. Yes, I know because I've, like I said, I've peeked behind the curtain when you message them yep a chat log will pop up with all the other chats that they've had with you so if they yeah, have course, you yeah. like posting to it like this is the third time this guy has done that they'll just be like no like it's it's statistically unlikely that you've received yeah yeah of course of course but also like but also if you have a problem with a thing they'll like they like some people used to do that to me as well like some guy um uh he got the black templars box set the new one oh, not yes. new now but when that came, came out he was like yeah i got it and i opened it up and uh uh, the, the Emperor Champion sword was snapped. But, uh, oh no! And I was like, "Oh, let me search out and get you a new one." He's like, "Oh, that's fine." I, I was like, "I'll fix it." And I was like, "You shouldn't have to. You have paid X amount of money, 
and you should receive this product in this condition. Yep. Like you should not have to add any extra work onto it. That is a fault in who packaged it or how it was handled getting to you. Yep. Like absolutely not. So I got him a whole new one, like not a new box, a new Black Templar Emperor Champion. I haven't asked about the drill. So I think this is the first drill that comes with different drill size pieces. No, nope, last drill did that as well. Did it? Yeah, came with, the, they call the las gun, bolt gun, or heavy bolter is what they call it. It was really like a half mil, a mil and two mil drill bits. And how, um, how is the drill? I haven't used it yet, but I will say that it does feel like the cheapest pin vice I've ever had from Games Workshop. Yeah, well, it's, it's 15 pounds. It's 25 20, euro. 20 pounds, actually, sorry. 25 the, uh, euro. Must be the knife. Um, which I think is about the same price as the old one, to be honest with you. I don't think there's any marked price increase. Like the, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was like 1850 or something. But I, I definitely feel like the price is much higher on the tools than it was, but I don't know if that's real or if it's perceived. No, they're all more expensive. Like that's just a gift. The Clippers is the most one, went from 26 to 40. I think yeah. the knife was like 18, is there 24. The Mullen River was like 1450 or something, and it's 20. And the drill is about the same as the knife, I think. Um, I'd be really interested to know how much of the design on these tools came from because obviously they've, they've probably had to design these a year ago to get them manufactured and yeah. produced to, to sell en masse I'd like to know how much of the design was influenced by the issues we had post-COVID and the fact that there's so little metal on these compared to the previous rounds is it because there's no aluminium anymore? Uh, it's potential I am <clears throat> like a lot of people don't know that one of the big reasons that Games Workshop panicked and moved to Finecast was that the World Supply of mm. Tin was basically bought up by some rich like conglomerate in China or whatever. And the price of tin went through the roof and was like, that's where we make all our models from. <laughs> like either we cast them as something else or we yeah. mark them up by 80% of the price for everything. Like that's just how it works. Um, so it's possible. I think it's um, also likely that the they went for, like I said, the more comfortable design. Uh, but yeah, it could be. It, like I said, it does feel there's a lot of plastic in there. Um, like it, it could even be the fact that they you know, wouldn't produce these in-house. I was just wondering if they've moved to that, like because they've got a lot of plastic machines and stuff. But no, I'd say they're all still. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, I, I think that is the biggest issue I have with Games Workshop overall. It's kind of, you know, the old idea that if you've got a, if you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And... I really don't like the Games Workshop figure cases because they're just enormous, yeah. chunky plastic things. And it's like, we make things out of plastic. So what do you need? Oh, it's in plastic now. And I, I, I'm sure they're fine. I've never owned one of the new ones. They're, um, they're not great. But I, they're, not, they're, not my, they're not my style. I really like the old school, you know, looks like a box of chocolates, basically, full of, full of little rectangular yes, slots. Yes, they were great models. when every model was that size and everything kind of fit in. Well, I mean, yeah, you just you just have like all all the third party ones just have different sized, like same size tray, but then different sized holes. Yeah. Or you just cut like I mean, I used to take space marine bikes, so that was just you just cut I the just middle out and then you had squish the space marine bike with right. <laughs> But uh, like <laughs> I, I I genuinely think that there needs to be a case revolution in Games Workshop. I think that like that's, yes. as soon as somebody comes out and says, "Look, guys, this doesn't work anymore," because I. I I thoroughly believe that those magnetic cases are the absolute future of it. I think it's, yeah, I think magnetic really? cases are going to be the, the thing in a couple of years. That just, it's just what everybody will have. 
Well, you know, you know, Games Workshop can never do that. the 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 reason they don't sell magnets is the same reason they have the mold line remover is because if you swallow a magnet, it can really mess you up. So they can't sell magnets in the stores. Yeah, what if the magnets were already stuck into the bases? I think it's the same legislation. I think it's something to do with magnets. That's a real shame. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I... Have you have you bought like a box yeah. of rare earth magnets before? Yeah, they come in like the same size as matchboxes yeah. or whatever, and they've got big yellow warning stickers all over them. <laughs> it's just like you fumbling around in the background. No, I, I think it's great. I'll I'll use that to my advantage. Box of stiff. Um but yeah, yeah, they do come in their little they're stuck everything around me, all the magnets. I just um but yeah, I just think there's definitely something to storing them and um uh like transporting them with magnets is just like it's just a nice thing. A lot of people seem to do it. Uh, and it's like every year it seems yep. like more and more and more people are moving that way but maybe it's just because we're dealing with like the older generation of people most of the time when we engage with a hobby so the older people like to play around and do crazy stuff like that where kids are just like can i just have that black case full of foam and i'll put my space marines in there please um well all my mates have um really useful boxes of whatever yeah that's called, what i'm moving to for storage in... yeah really really good they literally line them with uh, yeah. magnetic sheets and just stick the stick magnets at the bottom yep. of their bases and stick them in and it, it's very effective it really works even for big like i mean absolutely for the biggest models we had a comment on the last show well it's not the last show now is it we had a comment on episode nine uh where someone agreed with me that uh yep. size was really important when it came to their armies and they would never buy yep. a greyhead demon as inch yep. for that exact reason and a mehemine has yep. Archeon, and he sits on the side wall of one of these boxes because the wall on the box yep. has magnetic sheeting and he's put loads of magnets on him and he just it literally sits in yep. like horizontal and he can put stuff on the bottom around it on the side it's just like a full 360 yep. it's really really and cool that's the thing, like, that's... i never want to do that because it would obviously i would break everything but yeah i I, cool. I I obviously don't try like we talked about last time i don't transport a lot of things but like in my head i have this vision of like ordering a 100 really useful boxes at one stage and getting them all like in one day and being like, oh, yeah. cause like I'm out of space in my cabinets and I'm building stuff every single day. So like, it's a real problem now. There's just stuff falling out of everywhere. So I really need to get a really like future proof storage situation in place now. So like even now I'm like yep. building all the new kill team stuff. I wish I could have magnets on all the teams. But that much up that really useful box has, you know, all the Imperial kill teams in it. There you go. There's the three boarding teams right there. Cool. There's that one has the Necrons and all the, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work though. Yes. Yes, it is. But I think it, I think it's the way I have to go because they all stack and stuff and slot in you. I yeah, those true. IKEA Calyx shelves, like square ones, squares within squares, just stack them all in there. Yep. And, well, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's absolutely a problem mm. that we all have. Uh, you, you Sorry. have it a bit more than most of us, but it, it's one of those really, there's so many different ways to, to kind of get to where you want yeah. to go with that kind of stuff. And it's, it's good to kind of hear people's opinions. Actually, if, if anyone has a, a, any advice on, 
I think storing models where you can still access yeah. them easily, I think is what we really want, right? It's not, we don't just want to store stuff. We want to store it and be able to see it yeah. and, and grab it out. And If you want to follow Mediocre Hobbies, you can follow me under that name, Mediocre Hobbies, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, Reddit, most importantly, YouTube. I'm everywhere. Think of social media. I'm on it under the name Mediocre Hobbies. So yeah, follow along.